Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Bird's Nest Podcast. I'm Joe Donahue. Thank you so much for joining us today. Well, the countdown clocks are almost at zero. The moment that Eagles fans have been waiting for is almost here. Regular season football is back, and for the Eagles, that means the regular season opener is almost here. The Eagles will be taking on the New England Patriots on Sunday at 425 Eastern, airing on CBS. The game will be played at Gillette Stadium in Foxborough, Massachusetts. So the Eagles begin the season on the road, and they begin their quest to defend the NFC title and hopefully get to and win Super Bowl 58. The Eagles are favored to win this game. The Eagles are four-point favorites as of Thursday afternoon, but that doesn't mean that this game is anything to slouch at or sneeze at or just write off. And that's true for a variety of reasons. The Eagles only hold a 7-6 and lifetime record over the New England Patriots, facing off against Bill Belichick over the course of these last several years. The Eagles have only won two games against Bill Belichick, one of those games being Super Bowl 52. The other was a regular season game that occurred during the Chip Kelly era. Now, this will be the first time that the Eagles face off against the New England Patriots without Tom Brady under center. The last time that the Eagles faced off against the Patriots was in 2019. It was the Super Bowl 52 grudge match. The Eagles lost that game. Tom Brady was under center. Shortly thereafter, Tom Brady moved on to Tampa Bay, and the Eagles simply haven't faced the Patriots since. So this will be an interesting time for Eagles fans, an interesting sight to see somebody who's not named Tom Brady under center in an Eagles-Patriots game. The Eagles haven't had that happen this millennium. And the Eagles haven't faced off against another coach of the New England Patriots this millennium either. Bill Belichick, who is the head coach of the New England Patriots, took over the reins of the New England Patriots way back in 2000. Bill Belichick is still widely regarded as one of the best head coaches in the NFL. So this game is not something to write off. On top of that, week one is always one of the craziest weeks of the NFL because nobody knows exactly what you have. During the preseason, we saw a lot of guys who were deep on the 90-man roster who were trying to crack the 53-man roster bubble hoping that they could land a spot on the team. Ultimately, what winds up happening is during week one, nobody knows what each team is bringing forward. Certainly the individual teams know, but the individual teams don't know what what their opponent is going to be bringing forward or what schemes might be planned or what players are going to be heavily relied on when you're actually facing off against the starters. So this is going to be an important game. It's going to be an important opportunity for the Eagles to set the tone of the season early. The Eagles did a great job of that last season when it came to just taking it one game at a time. And lo and behold, the Eagles went 8-0 for the first eight weeks of the season. It was crazy. So we wanted to take some time during this episode to look at the keys to victory. Where are the things that I'm going to be looking at when I'm looking at this game and what are the things that I'm expecting are going to be influences over whether or not the Eagles come out with a 
victory this week or whether the Eagles have to go back to the drawing board uh, when they move to face Minnesota on Thursday. The first key to victory should not come as a surprise to anybody. It's Jalen Hurts, QB1. He's coming off of a phenomenal year in 2022. Jalen Hurts took a huge leap forward in his career, and it helped that he had significant weapons surrounding him. A.J. Brown was brought in last year. Devontae Smith, Dallas Goddard. He also had an incredible running back core when it came to guys like Miles Sanders and Kenny Gainwell and Boston Scott, all of whom contributed in significant ways. Hertz had a lot of weapons around him, and it showed. In the passing game last year, he was 306 for 460 during the regular season. That's a completion percentage of 66.5%. That was 11th in the league. That's huge for an offense is to have a quarterback who can be that kind of a threat and who is able to step up his game to being an elite quarterback. Hertz was also huge on the ground. He rushed 165 times for 760 yards. That was a 4.61 average. He had 13 rushing touchdowns. These are numbers that I don't think anybody was really expecting to come out of Jalen Hurts last year, and it showed in how far the Eagles went in the postseason. Heading into this game, Bill Belichick, again, one of the best coaches in the NFL, certainly in recent memory, has indicated that Jalen Hurts is arguably the best player in the NFL right now. We don't have anybody like Hurts, and probably neither is anybody else. That's huge. But what we're looking for this year is for a real, real assurance that Hertz's improvement last year wasn't a flash in the pan, so to speak. I don't think that that's going to be the case. The conversations that I've had about Jalen Hurts really led me to believe that there is going to be sustained growth. But so much of the offense has relied on him that if he's not one of our keys to victory, I would be relatively negligent here. The second key to victory is actually going to be game planning, and this one is falling pretty squarely on the coaching staff. One of Bill Belichick's strengths is being able to game plan to take away the biggest threat of the opponent. On the defensive side of the ball, the Eagles have to show that they're just as capable of isolating and eliminating the biggest threat that the Patriots have. Offensive coordinator Brian Johnson was asked about this particular topic at a press conference this week. He kind of gave a very bland answer about how first week games are about figuring it out to a degree. And yet there's eminent truth to that. Brian Johnson is spot on when it comes to commenting about figuring it out this week. A lot of the Eagles' success is going to be how ably are the Eagles going to be able to game plan for a team that they don't know what they're putting forward to a certain extent. And also, how ably are they able to make adjustments when they find that something isn't working. That's got to be something that's hammered out very quickly if the Eagles are going to have any shot of staying on top of the Patriots and on top of a coach who is certainly 
destined for the Hall of Fame in the NFL. My third key to the game is going to be running back. Now, the Eagles have four running backs on the roster. We've got DeAndre Swift, Rashad Penny, Kenny Gainwell, and Boston Scott. So the running back room is a very loaded room there. What it's going to come down to is how the Eagles are able to make sure that these guys are flexed in and out. Brian Johnson answered a question about this earlier this week. He made this comment. We obviously talk about that. Coach Singleton does a great job of getting all those guys the reps that they need um, to be ready to go out there and perform. Um, But it is a little bit of feel as well, you know, and and I talked about adaptability and and just trying to create different matchups. So a little bit of it depends on flow of the game. But, you know, we're confident in in all of those guys that they can go out there and, uh, and help us. Establishing the ground game early will be critical, and seeing how viable a four-headed monster will be for this Eagles team, it's going to be fun to watch. The next key to the game is going to be the offensive and the defensive lines. Controlling the line of scrimmage is going to be huge. If you're the offense, you want to make sure that you do that so you can establish the run game. So on the offensive line, the newest face is Cam Jurgens. He's going to be taking over at starting right guard. He was drafted to be the heir apparent to Jason Kelsey. Now, the Eagles did give up 44 sacks last year, which led to 259 yards lost due to those sacks. So making sure that somebody like Jalen Hurts is able to have the time in the pocket, under center, in the backfield, trying to make whatever decision that he needs to make to be able to get the ball down the field, that's going to be huge. The offensive line will need to set the tone very early that they own the line of scrimmage. On the defensive side of the ball, it's going to be the same thing. You have a little bit of a different goal, but it's going to be the same thing. You want to make sure that you take ownership of the line of scrimmage. You want to make sure that you are getting into the backfield, getting to Mac Jones quickly so that he does not have time to make whatever decisions that he needs to make. Now, Sean Desai, like Jonathan Gannon, does come from the school of Vic Fangio. And what that means is, like Jonathan Gannon, we're probably not going to be seeing a ton of blitzes from this Eagles defense. That remains to be seen on Sunday. Sean Desai did acknowledge that he had a lot of vanilla schemes during the course of the preseason. Yeah, I'm really proud of the way uh, kind of we've gelled, you know, and, and we've really connected really well. And putting all those pieces together. Now, you know, it's the exciting time of where we start getting into our routine of game week and planning for the opponent and, and uh, really digging deep into, into our routines and, and our plans. And so that's the exciting part as we start the season. But, again, we're not anticipating too, too much different in terms of that kind of school of thought. And it was a successful school of thought. The Eagles had significant contributors last season. The Eagles sacked the quarterback 70 times over the course of the 2022-23 to regular season. That was 491 yards that those offenses lost to those sacks. There are some more new faces on the defensive line than there are on the offensive line this year. With the departure of Javon Hargrave, that opened up some opportunities for guys like Jordan Davis, who was drafted last year. Jalen Carter, who was drafted this year at number 9 in the first round. Those guys are going to have an opportunity to make an impact this game. So it's important that the Eagles' defense continues to try to blow up that play and continues to try to focus on 
getting into that backfield and blowing up whatever Mac Jones and Bill Belichick have schemed up for the Patriots offense this game. The next key to the game that I have is special teams. The Eagles were ranked 31st out of 32 special teams units last season by longtime NFL sports writer Rick Gosline. The Eagles do not have a punter on the active roster. We are expecting that they will activate Aaron Sipos for the game from the practice squad. Additionally, they don't have a defined punt returner. They have a couple of guys listed, but Britton Cubby finds himself on the practice squad this season as well. The Eagles have been working out punters since the 53-man roster cuts were due, but Michael Clay, special teams coordinator for the Eagles, pretty much confirmed earlier this week that, yeah, Aaron Sipos is going to be our punter on week one. They're going to activate him from the practice squad. Punter and punt return. Uh, I think we all kind of know who, who that is at this point. Uh, only a few few people on the roster that can punt and punt return. So uh, <laughs> we, we, we obviously know that, that that's our situation. The special teams unit will benefit from, in particular, Nolan Smith. He has been contributing over the course of training camp and over the course of the preseason on the special teams unit. He seems to be, according to all reports, really eager to be contributing in that way. Michael Clay acknowledged that over the course of his press conference earlier this week. He just wants to help the team out in any way possible, whether that's on, on defense or on special teams, the willingness to, um, to go out there and perform at a high level, which we all appreciate, especially myself, you know, because we are going to have to lean on him to help us out in the special teams aspect of the game. So it's always great to have young guys that are willing to go out there and, you know, do, um, do some of the early hefty lifting on special teams. But the great part, like I said, is, you know, on our roster, you had guys that had done it before, before they made their, their splash in offense and defense. For example, Hassan Reddick did it in Arizona, Terrell Edmonds, guys that had done it before. So there's guys, BG, um, so guys that are ahead of them, they, they kind of paved the way for starting off on special teams and doing offense and defense. The Eagles special teams last year was known for particularly obvious mistakes, particularly obvious blown coverages. The Eagles were also not really known for some strong punting game just in general. The Eagles, on average, had a 43.7 yards per punt last season. They netted around 39 yards per punt after you considered all of the returns and what have you. Compare that to all the Eagles' opponents. The Eagles' opponents had 48.9 average yards per punt. They netted about 43.4. Now, there are some changes to the special teams' rules, particularly surrounding kickoffs. In particular, you can fair catch the football behind the 25-yard line, and it will be considered effectively a touchback, and the ball will be placed at the 25-yard line. The Eagles are going to probably capitalize on that as much as humanly possible. But at the end of the day, special teams needs to take a huge step forward from where it was last year. I'm not seeing that right now. I'm hopeful that that is the case. That's something that Merrill Reese and I talked about earlier this week in our season preview episode. But I'm a little concerned about the special teams unit 
probably the most of everything here. So we'll take a look, and we'll see what pans out on Sunday. Bill Belichick has always had a strong special teams unit, certainly surrounded by great players and great coaches. But again, we'll see what happens. And that brings me to my final key to the game, and that is going to be the fundamentals. Coach Sirianni has this as a core value for a reason. It's important. You can't get to 1-0, 2-0. You can't go and win each week if you can't capitalize on the fundamentals. The Eagles have a potential to have this sort of lingering Super Bowl hangover, this lingering desire to get back to that game, and that's all fine and good, and they can absolutely allow that to fuel them. And Nick Sirianni did actually allow for some of that conversation to occur during the offseason, but it has to be used in a particular way. We can't be utilizing this to skimp on basic blocking and tackling, basic fundamentals, making sure that there aren't costly, stupid mistakes like penalties. The Eagles were penalized over the course of the regular season 105 times last season. They totaled about 682 yards. But in particular, kickoff weekend was the second highest penalized game in the season for the Eagles. They were penalized 10 times for 61 yards, and seven of those penalties were fundamental-related penalties like false starts, offsides, and too many men on the field. A lot of very basic things like communication, a lot of very basic things like making sure that you're not super eager to jump on the football, things of that nature. The Eagles spent some time focusing on this in training camp. Coach Sirianni reportedly got very animated over some of the calls that were being made simply because the Eagles were making them and they shouldn't have been making them. Staying true to the fundamentals will help the Eagles avoid that dreaded Super Bowl hangover that can sometimes plague teams that have played in the Super Bowl last season. Hopefully the Eagles have devoted enough time over the course of this offseason to not commit the costly, stupid, early mistakes the basic mistakes that are just going to create opportunities for the Patriots to capitalize on. So those are my keys to the game, but let me know what you think in the comments. What do you think the Eagles need to do to pull out the week one victory and to get the season started on the right foot? Let me know. And thank you so much to everybody for tuning into the Bird's Nest podcast. You can support the Bird's Nest podcast by liking and subscribing to Bird's Nest Media on YouTube and by sharing to your social media pages. You can also listen on SoundCloud, iTunes, Google Play Music, Amazon Podcasts, and Spotify. And you can also visit birdsnestmedia.com for some written content. If you feel so inclined to support Bird's Nest Media, you can find the link to our Patreon in the description below or at birdsnestmedia.com. Thank you so much for tuning in, and let's go Eagles!